I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. (laughs) And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Gundam, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam (laughs) 1, the movie, actually, which came out in 1981. It did indeed. But before all that, we were talking about Zoids, our first experiences with Gundam and uh, crushing Rick's childhood memories. Bullshit. Well, actually not childhood memories, just memories. It was, it was crap. It's crap. But that's okay. If you want to catch a part of that wider conversation, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. A dollar a month will get you that bonus content. Now... On to the meat and potatoes, sir. Mobile Suit Gundam 1, the movie, came out in March 1981. Uh, producer for it was Sotsu. The studio for it was Sunrise. It's an original, and the genres for it are action, adventure, drama, sci-fi, mecha, military, and space. And it ran for about an hour and uh, two hours and 20 minutes, which is pretty sizable for a movie. Yeah, and it it reminded me a lot of... Um, an easy way to put it is it reminded me a lot of, um, like star Wars in the way that it it was shown like the, the ups, the downs, the length, um, you can't do the same thing you did here now. And what I mean by that is with what you, with what everybody's got going on, there's no way at all that someone would sit down and wait and, and go through that unless they're doing a podcast. Um, because the, the, this would be more financially beneficial and more, it would just make more sense to break this into at least two movies. Uh, you know, I mean, like it just, I think it really just depends, uh, simply because I do remember, do know of a couple of movies that are still coming out that are still quite link lengthy that are at least this long. Oh, I mean, you, you keep hailing and praising the Schneider cut. I really do. I really do. And the reason for that is because it's flawless. <laughs> well, okay, so no, there, there's a few flaws, but they're, they're so minor and mild in comparison to what we were given originally that it's like two different people made it, for lack of a better word. And even still, the Schneider Cut, for as good as it is, it's long. It's it four is. hours long. It, it is. It's, it's half a shift. Don't get me wrong. I 100% recommend you watch it however you could have broken it into three separate movies and done very similar to what you guys what what you guys did what was done to the hobbit where you took the material and because you didn't want i assume because they didn't want to do it a disservice because it's the foundation for which all of the lord of the rings is based off of for lack of a better point you could break that was broken up into three separate movies to give it the detail it needs. The Schneider cut has all the detail it needs in there already. But if they would have broken up into three easier to consume sections, it it would have been probably far more. It's a long tangent just to say, yeah, Jack, you are correct. That is a very good example. 
I mean, hey, you set me on the path. I just walk it. Yeah, you didn't have to actually take us on that long detour. And to all I know is it's worth it. Right. So, (laughs) uh, in general, movies are anywhere from like just shy of two hours to two hours. Very rarely do they, even by today's standards, reach more than or up to two hours, but it's still done. It's still a pretty, pretty well practiced uh, venture, let's call it, by even today's standard. Now, I agree. Granted, the last, I want to say it's like probably two hours of actual pure movie time and maybe 20 minutes worth of or not 20 minutes like maybe 10 minutes like two hours 10 minutes and 10 minutes worth of credits but even still the credits were good i i wasn't expecting there to be anything in the credit scene uh however i was hopeful because they the the music was amazing the visuals right the visuals kind of let it it slowly changes and keeps you focused so yeah and One of the interesting things about this is I really enjoyed the visuals for it. And granted, it's not as clean or crisp or anything else really by comparison to today's standards at all. But it was still very visually eye catching. It was still enjoyable. It was still something that could be easily consumed and enjoyed by any Standard. I know you have, but I don't know if you remember. Um, have you ever seen Lupin the Third? I have, not in, it, in its entirety, though. Oh no! Yeah, if you said in its entirety, I'd have been. I, we would have to cut this off because the praises would not stop for the diligence and the dedication and the patience that it would require for that feat to occur. Um, that said. The animation style reminded me heavily of the same style that Lupin the Third goes on. Okay. Not as cartoony as Shaggy and the crew, but nothing as serious as what you would expect modern shows to look like. And the story carries everything. Yes. And the the colors were striking. Well, I mean, the story kind of has to because the visuals aren't there to support it. However... Well, I mean, we're looking at it from... The perspective of now, back then, this the visuals weren't carrying, weren't being carried. The visuals were there, and that's one of the things that I I really liked about this is that yes, this was an older movie, but the visuals were still there and it still carried it. But what's interesting is, and we talked and we touched on this lightly during our pre-show. This came out after Star Wars and. I feel like it drew some inspiration from Star Wars. You mean with like the lightsabers? Yeah, well, that, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Okay. What what other potential do you see there? I would say probably some of the space battles. I'll give you that. I thought so. The way that I the way the way I was able to make these characteristics match is I was looking at the way the ships were built. Mm, okay. And it's very reminiscent of, uh, it reminds me of the Y-Wing. It reminds me of, um, not X-Wings, because the, the, I don't remember a detachable head. However, um, there were some ships in Star Wars that y- you could jettison the capsule to keep the, to keep the pilot safe um, and the crew of sorts. Right. Um, 
Well, I mean, that's kind of standard for a lot. Yeah. It, well, it is now. Back then, revolutionary. True. True. So. Well, here's here's one of the interesting things, right, that I found about this movie, especially at the very beginning. Uh, so our main character, our main protagonist, Amaro, he gets in the Gundam and he starts piloting it. And when he's piloting it, he destroys one of the Gundams, right? And it destroys it, blows it up. <laughs> And what's interesting, and I, I couldn't help but just kind of dwell on this a little bit too, is mm-hmm. you see the two space guys get sucked out of the airlock. You know one of those space guys was his father. And he goes, I wonder what happened to my father. And that that's oh, it. Yeah. That is yeah. it. You don't hear nothing else. You hear nothing else yeah. about his dad. It's like, bro, you killed your dad. You don't even know it. You don't even care enough to try and find out what happened to him. Yeah, no, it was it was rough. Like, there's no question in my mind. I'm like, bro, you just killed your dad, which makes you a main protagonist now. But on a more serious note, I was thinking, holy crap, he just killed his dad. When he finds out he's going to one, one of these things, he's going to either hate the military hate Gundams or hate the people they were fighting. And none of those actually happened because you're right. They don't mention it afterwards. Yeah. Your dad died in combat was the, was the extent of it. Not your dumbass mistake did this like, yeah. And he's supposedly like super strong it, it, or not super strong, super talented in piloting, right? Well, so he's supposed to be what I'm gathering from the first movie is he's supposed to be the new type, right? Espers or people <laughs> right. with with no, no, the, not espers. Well, that's what they, they said. That's they what they specifically said. said not espers. So they already know about espers. Okay, but you're like it's a new type, similar but not the same as espers. Okay, so they're and special like, and they have X-Men. intuition. They they you know go out of their way to be able to to be awesome and everything like that, but. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't matter how special you are to be able to actually fight and win. And I'm glad a couple actually said this to him. The only reason why he actually won those fights wasn't because of his skills. It was simply because of the Gundam. Yeah, it's like if you and I are attacking each other and I've got male armor and you've got a wet noodle and I also have a wet noodle, but I'm beating the crap out of you. And I'm like, no, it's my skill. No, no, you just couldn't hurt me. Right. So it goes back to Bofuri, all my stats and defense, because I don't want to get hurt. Right. So just curious, did we do Bofuri before? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I believe sure we did. I believe we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm positive. We'll find out. We'll check afterwards. We'll check afterwards. <laughs> no, I don't want to check now, obviously. But yeah, you're you're not wrong. The reason why he was OP, it's because they threw everything at him and they're like, oh, crap, we didn't hurt it at all. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that they actually, again, called him out and said, no, you didn't win because of your skills. You didn't. You won solely because of the Gundam. Now, I'm kind of curious. Why do they keep throwing him in there? Because later on they're I'm sure they're going to have an adult show up and be like, all right, I was the test pilot for these things way back in the day. Um, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. No, you know, you're the only one that can do it. Well, that's it, right? That's the mentality. He's the only one that can do it. He's the only one one that that will be able to do it forever, forever in a day. 
He will always be the only one that can do it because he's special. He's a new type. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I'll tell you this right now. Homeboy immediately fell in love with uh, Matilda when when he saw her. In a heartbeat. It's like, oh, what's this? You know what? I'll tell you this right now. All that says is he's got a thing for older, powerful women. (laughs) That's all. That's, you know, that's all right. I mean, he's only, he's only, how he's got to be in like, probably, I would say high school, mid high school. So probably like 14, 15, 15. Yeah, probably 15. I'll say 15. And that's the other thing that I do not get about this. Right. That's the other thing I do not get. They are children. They are kids and they are obviously drafted unwillingly into the military, given sensitive experimental classified equipment and they're told yo we just need you to go win some battles and they do it <laughs> go blow shit up well you gotta figure children are our future um but they know they <laughs> <laughs> they they did actually bring up why it's kids and not actual adults um so obviously we know it's a big war between the federation and others Zion. now <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but there were some striking resemblances for, with Xeon to, to historical figures in the past. Um, and they're going, um, Zeg Zeon, Zeg Zeon. They're chanting that stuff, right? Yeah. At the, at the very end. Yeah. Um, I was looking at that. I'm like, wait a second. And I started piecing stuff together. Well, very, very Nazi-esque. Well, in case you didn't know, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. I, I'm, I know I've, I, in fact, I know I've told you this since, especially during Girls in Panzer, when we watched that, yeah. uh-huh. right? uh, that Japan was very heavily influenced by Nazi Germany. That it, it's an active part of their culture, even to this day. That's why even in Girls in, in Panzer, you saw how they looked like some of them straight up looked like they were Nazis from their dress, their garb, everything like that. It was very Nazi-esque simply because that was what they were heavily influenced by. I mean, I figured they were trying to just go the route of this is a bad guy and this is a bad guy looks like. Um, no, I could, I could, I could see how that would work too. in your in, in the, in the argument you're, you're proposing. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's it permeated into their, into their culture. It's which is really weird. I don't weird. know enough. I don't know enough to refute that. Unfortunately, not that I should, because you're usually right. But I just feel like it just seems a bit off. Like I'm of German descent. There's there's no question in my mind that my great great grandfather was conscripted into the Nazi army. Like there's no question in my mind. Um, willingly, absolutely not. But back when that was going on, you had two options. One was join, the other was be erased, you and your family. So joining was usually what they did. Um, but even still, that's 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 pretty surprising, I guess, is the easiest way for me to, is the most accurate thing for me to say. Well, I wouldn't say it's surprising, uh, mainly because Japan and Germany had an alliance during World War II. That's true. I mean, when you look at it like that, it makes sense. But as a layperson who doesn't really look into it that much, it it's not, I can't envision even though I know that <laughs> Germany tried to take over the world twice and both times came real close. <laughs> um, I just, to me, Japan signifies anime and cool shit. I don't necessarily 
look at the history, which is a problem for a lot of people. You know, it, it's those it's those weird sayings was as, when you're younger, where they're like, you know, those who don't view history are doomed to repeat it. Which is a very interesting thing, uh, especially since that's kind of what they're pointing at a lot for the show is for the people that are the Zeons that are attacking the earth and everything like that. They keep pointing at or pointing to the history of the earth and how they are. And, and they're saying that they are doing this simply because they want and fill in the blank of whatever it is that they want. And they know better. Exactly. They call it, they, they call it a holy war. They call it useless resistance. If they would just stop their futile resistance, no one else would have to die. And it, it's the, it's that same argument when you're on the freeway. It's bumper to bumper. And you're like, if just these assholes would take a bus, I could be gone by now. Problem is everyone's thinking that. Yeah. No one wants to take that step to take the bus. But everyone wants someone else, Everyone wants somebody else to blame, you know? And that's just human nature at that point. Yeah. But even, even in here, it goes back to the whole, who killed my dad? Someone did. It wasn't me blowing shit up. I didn't kill someone killed my dad. Someone. So you know, yeah, what? Someone you know who it was? It, it was Char. Char Char killed him. Char. Char. So here's the thing. Here's him. <laughs> that was such a dumb name. I kept thinking Charmander the entire time. Like Char 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 Char. Char Char Char. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I choose you, Charmander. He's red. His favorite color is red. So, you know, it fits. Well, see, I agree, but there's there's gotta be something. There's something going on with those blonde haired people. I realize I just, we were talking about Nazism just now and Germans, and now I'm talking about blonde people. But in the anime, there were, I assume, brother and sister on both sides, which made me think civil, civil distress of some kind. But like, I don't know if that means that he's a spy or she's a spy. Wait, well, we can only assume that they are brother or sister because she recognized his face, but you don't know that for sure. Like they only had the few, the w- yeah, few moments and she called out a name and we're talking about, and he us. recognized it. Well, yeah. So we can only assume he, a knows her B is really related or, or, uh, they could be pick your flavor as to whatever the hell's going on. You know, we don't know the full story. It's just, it's an interesting nugget to throw in there and not further explore for the rest of the movie. Right. Oh, I think they call it Chekhov's gun where you, you introduce something and then it just doesn't pan out. It's like uh Chekhov's gun in saw at the very beginning of saw You're was that it. You, you use this argument once before, sir, but you're contradicting yourself. Chekhov's gun is only introduced if it's going to be used. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. So either way. Well, here's the thing though. There are two other movies. So you we, think it'll eventually it'll probably pan out in one of the other movies. So this one ended on a rather upbeat note, right? Well, not upbeat, but like there, no one was a winner, no one was a loser. If it follows the Star Wars method, the next movie's gonna get dark. The next movie's gonna get drastic and sad. True. And pitiful. True. And then then we'll have retribution. I hope not. Because again, I I don't I like knowing where I'm going in an anime. I like knowing what the destination is. Mm-hmm. But 
that's why I really don't mind spoilers. If you're like, oh yeah, this happens and this happens and this happens, that sounds badass. I can't wait to see it happen. Except when you show me Naruto three and a half years before the anime hits, Jack. But I didn't do nothing wrong. Uh-huh. I did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So just to give you a heads up, an idea what I'm referring to here. Is, we can is worry Jack. about that later. Uh-huh. Anyways. Uh, he, showed, he showed me the Naruto Sasuke fight in the anime version. It was awesome. I want to point that out. Or not in the manga version. I want to point that out. It took three extra years to get there. And I was like, is it here? No. Crap. Is it here? No. Crap. This has got to be it. This is where they met again. No. Crap. It's so, not my fault. It's not my fault. I, you knew what you were doing. You knew, you knew what, what you, you were did. reading. I did. I really did. So there <laughs> you <liked> go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, back to this. <laughs> back to the series we're talking about. Um, I feel like while I will still watch it, one because I, I want to. It's an in, this this show for all its visual flaws. It's really good. It's got a damn good story. It is. You know, you can't you can't build a franchise off of crap. Um, but you've got a fantastic base. You've got a good story, phenomenal music. Those musical pieces, ha, oh. great. The musical pieces were wonderful. I enjoyed them every second of them. Uh, I the story, although it was great, it was good. Um, I do know though that there was a series that came out before this, and I can't help. I don't remember if I've watched the series or not, but I can't help but feel like it was maybe a compressed version of the of the series. So what you're talking about um, to, to try to bring it a little bit more current uh, Dragon Ball Z resurrection of F when cell came back or for Frieza, not cell when Frieza came back, they made a movie of that and then they put it into a series. The movie I watched was pretty good. The episodes that they did it for took like six episodes to, to go through that movie. It was far more drawn out. So, yeah, I, what I feel like is instead of it being like that, though, it's reversed. The series was then taken and thrown into three movies. OK, I could see that. I can definitely see that because there were some pieces that don't necessarily fit if you're following the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we meet characters that are already established somehow that other characters already know that we don't know. Right. So that that's that's the inconsistency I can I can see where that's going with. I I, I forget which one it was. Um was it Miranda? Where Matilda? Even though Matilda, sorry, Matilda. Uh, you'd think I'd remember that given the movie. Um Well, it's understandable because she only appeared a couple of times and both times it was like I said before, Amaro love at first sight for him. He is just smitten completely. I mean, like he's a high schooler. He sees a powerful woman. That's you, but know, you get the idea they met before. You get, you the, get idea, the idea, but but yeah. I don't think that's exactly it. I think okay. I think it's completely based on the fact that he just has a thing for her. Period. Fel- saw her, fell in love with her instantly. Love at first sight. You know how them teenoid teenage boys are. Hmm. I was once a teenage boy. You were once a teenage boy. That is very true. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm more handsome now or then, but 
I feel like now, because back then I was just a dweeb. Ugh. But he's, I say that to say this, our main character already looks like a full-grown, well-built man. He's doing poses, not, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad, but just bear with me. He's doing poses in his bed that makes it look like he's flexing and a bodybuilder already. He's got the physique of somebody who is far surpassed 15. Well, he is a new type, sir. God. He is a new type. Everyone on that ship, including the three children that we keep seeing for whatever reason. New type. New type. It's the next It's the next genetic you know, step. For some reason, we'll just be smarter. Because his only qualifications for getting in that Gundam, his only qualifications is prior to him seeing it, he likes electronic stuff. He's fiddling. He focuses to the point of forgetting to eat. And then... Because he's a new type. And then he finds a manual and he's like, this just so happens to be the manual to this thing that's going to save everyone and kill my dad. Well, he doesn't say it's going to save everything and kill my dad. He doesn't know his dad died. <laughs> he doesn't know he him. killed his dad. He's, uh, you know, it's like, eh, accidents happen. If you're not a main character, patricide is how you become a main character. Okay. Well, <laughs> with that... On a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? As a standalone, it's low. But because I know there's part two and three coming, it's not going to be as high as I'd like it to be. I feel like it's a seven. Knowing the others are already out and knowing that it's it's like part of a trilogy, mm -hmm. it's teetering between seven and eight. I'm still going to give it a seven because okay. as a standalone, it's not enough. Oh, I'll match you on that. It's, I'll match you a seven. I'll, I'll be gracious. I, I was I was teetering between six and seven. <laughs> I was I teetering between six and seven. So I'll be kind and I'll match you. You'll be kind and you'll rewind. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I'll be kind and, and match you. Uh, so seven as well. And the reason why I'm going with seven is one, the ending. There's I have way too many questions. They they brought my attention to several different things. He questions his father like, oh, I wonder what happened to my dad. And he's gone. And then you still have these civilians, these kids that are running and, and operating everything as if it's second nature with no real formal training whatsoever. Even if they're new types, I have a hard time believing and, and understanding that. My man, you just got to treat it like Naruto and believe it. No, I refuse. <laughs> well, with all that being said, that brings us to next week's choice, which is the second movie. <laughs> so surprise, surprise to no one. <laughs> right. Next week's choice is Mobile Suit Gundam 2, the movie, and it is Soldiers of Sorrow for it. If you uh, enjoyed this week's choice or if you've seen next week's choice or if we just missed something, you want to give us some feedback on any of our episodes, any of the past episodes, we would love to hear from you. Featured anime podcast at gmail.com. You reach out to us on there. You can also hang out with us on our discord. We'll have a link for that in the notes summary for you. Or at those anime guys on Twitter or featured anime podcast on Facebook. Be happy to hear from you and talk to you all on there. And if you want to help support us, help us grow, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, or buy yourself some swanky merch, shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. And until next time, I'm Jack. And I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.